Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. <laughs> Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, your expert authority coach, helping you and your business get the attention you deserve. And I am super excited uh, today to have someone who I feel is a bit of a kindred spirit. This gentleman is a a business strategist and advisor and is an expert in chat GPT and in advising uh, entrepreneurs on how to increase their business and their sales but also uh, speaks uh, quite often on podcasting and revenue. And I have a lot of clients who are coaches, authors, entertainers, who are, it's like, I want to get a puppy. I want to get a podcast. I, w- I want to have a podcast now. And uh, maybe they don't understand the whole thing about podcasting, but also the biggest issue is that when someone creates a podcast, the big question is, how do I make money off of this thing? And so I'm really happy to have joining me today, Joseph Hecker. Again, he's a business strategist and advisor, and we're going to be talking about all things relating to podcasting, bringing in revenue and um, and downloads if you need them, what they're about, all that good stuff on Out of the Box with Christine. Welcome, Joseph. Hi, Christine. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I in that little uh, introduction there uh, was talking about the frustration that a lot of people, especially folks who are just starting out and they create a podcast, um, either for their business or to to market themselves in the world and to get the word out on their uh, services or the things that they provide the world. And the biggest question is that I get is, how do I make money with this thing? How do I make money with this thing? And I always say, well, you know, you've got two episodes up, so let's let's slow down a little bit. But um, can you talk about can you talk about um, well, talk about how you got into podcasting and your relationship right now with the, your clients on on helping them get some revenue through podcasts? Yeah, well, I would say um, I just saw a Facebook post today, and I hate when I see these because I'm like I'm I'm roped in every time. Uh, somebody said, Hey, I'm new to podcasting. Uh, you know, how much money am I going to need to, to spend to start my podcast? And right away, people started jumping in, you know, $1,500. Oh, it depends. And you know, you're just going to spend your life savings because you need to go get a job and, and, oh my God, I want to strangle everybody there. Uh, first of all, if you're first, if you're brand new to podcasting, bust out your iPhone and get started now, uh, hit the record button and start recording using your iPhone. You don't need anything more than your 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 iPhone and the earbuds that come with your iPhone. Uh, get started now. Second, um, I always equate to making money like uh, karaoke. Uh, do you, Christine, do you do you karaoke? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> okay, you know what? You're rare though, because as much as I podcast, as as much as I stand up on stage and I 
talk to people. And I just was at an event in New Orleans. Uh, I karaoke scares the crap out of me. Uh, that that is a, a degree of vulnerability, and it is not my jam. And I say the same thing about podcasting. If you're willing to take up a microphone in the first place, and and you're willing to dive in on a subject, whether it's your niche, whether it's something that's passionate to you, uh, your expert, you know, uh, topic or whatever, the fact that you're willing to do it sets you apart from 99.99999% of other people. So if you are not hearing a, a podcast in your industry or in your niche, the fact that you're willing to do it is worth money. Now, the way that I say is go get a friend who owns a company, let them borrow, uh, let them let you borrow their, their URL and their logo and put it on there as though they are a sponsor, as though they paid. Show future sponsors what they would get. And then I charge $3,800 for a six episodes uh, spot. And this is a quick little shout out and a little uh, a web link in my, in my descriptions. $3,800 for a six episode spot. I do a pilot and then I get those around, see how that, that tested out. I do a six episode series, an eight episode, 12, and then 22, a 22 episode if it's stuck. Uh, but I charge right away. You should too. Do not wait. Uh, you do not know who would be willing to pay. You just haven't asked. So ask. So uh, I'll <laughs> I'm not get involved into the episode there, but <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Yeah, go, go charge. You're we're we're on a podcast right now. We're willing to do this. So we're the crazies. We're the crazies. <laughs> we are. We're willing to do this, and this is worth something. This used to be radio. I grew up with Kevin D's, Rick D's son from Kiss FM. Uh, those guys made an entire living out of doing the same thing we're doing now. It's the same thing. And it costs a lot more back then. You know, I'm I'm a radio head from way back 20 plus years at a major radio station in Los Angeles and then also doing work in, in New York and, and D.C. And it's expensive. Radio is expensive. And with technology now, this is the thing is that I, is that I tell my clients as well is that with modern technology you can create a podcast slash vodcast, which is what this is, right? People can listen to this on Apple Podcast or Spotify, but they also can watch it on YouTube because video is is king, queen, <laughs> wherever you're sitting. But the, the thing is, is that technology has afforded us this ability to create content and to affect people's lives. You know, I'm in Australia. And you're there in the United States and we're having a conversation that is going to inspire people and motivate them to do something. So we we have so much power at our fingertips, whereas back in the day, you would have to have a $2 million studio, you know, um, you'd have to have a, a board operator, you'd have to have a mixer, you'd have to, you'd have to spend so much money uh, to get the word out to have interviews like this or to just talk about um, tips and, and uh, ex life experiences, stories, leaving a legacy, you had to spend a fortune. And this is the same thing when it comes to publishing. And I know you're an absolute expert at publishing on Amazon and, and, and using uh, AI technology as well to help you with that. But you don't have to go to a major publisher. You don't have to hope that, you know, Random House is going to offer you some 
crazy publishing deal and give you two pennies per book. You, you can actually self-publish. So we're living in really amazing times right now. And you're right. It's, it's, the, it's encouraging people to just to do it and just do it. And I, uh, the, yeah, go ahead. The equipment's one thing. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know the details, but like uh, people had access to ham radios. Ham radios gave way to to radio networks. Radio networks um, opened up the doors for all kinds of different stuff. But you still needed access to that antenna. Like you, you couldn't. couldn't so even if you had the equipment, you still needed the time on air, and that was very limited. Um, in 2017, I went live for the first time on Facebook. Uh, I went on a rant. For those that are going to see it, I've got a tattoo on my wrist. It was my talk show, Design Talk Live. My first ep- episode was F the Trends. Um, I had maybe 1,200 followers on Facebook. Maybe. I had just been out. Uh, I'd been in High Point, North Carolina. Flew off to D.C. to uh, uh, pitch my tech company on a live TV show. Flew back to L.A., I was waiting to go to my hotel and all these designer friends of mine were talking about the trends, the trends, the trends. And, uh, and they were talking about the latest Sherwin Williams color. <laughs> it kind of pissed me off because they were at an industry event where they got to see things. The rest of the world doesn't get to see for the next six, nine, 12 months. And the thing that they were talking about was the same thing my mom could see on TV tonight. It, it was dumb. So I, I'd never gone live on Facebook. Um, I created an event that tomorrow morning would go live. Uh, and like, like I said, less than 1200 followers total. Um, the next morning I went live after the trends, I went on my little rant and then I believe it was Rod Cantos joined it and we did a split screen and I had seven people join in with me that day. I had 2.2 thousand people watching live 30,000 people watched that within 24 hours. I got a call within the next couple of days from Baker Furniture and Lolloy Rugs, all the very conservative companies. They didn't obviously care that I titled the event F the Trends. Uh, by week six, I brought on my HGTV celebrity co-host, uh, the uh, Queen of Bling, Donna Moss. By week nine, I hosted the top interior design podcasters. We had, uh, I believe it was like nine or ten of the top podcasters on the show. We cleared 100,000 views that week. Uh, um, the first time I had the Property Brothers on, I had the lip sync battle. I've had the Real Housewives of Everything on, uh, 90s supermodels, you name it. it. It was a crazy year. I made 180 grand doing a one hour a week talk show on Facebook in 2018. And wow. here was the difference. I treated it like distribution. For I, I grew up radio. Uh, there was no way I was going to get that uh, pitched, piloted, uh, and then get any kind of airtime, not even on public broadcast. Uh, in order to do what I did, it was only a product of Facebook and where we are today with distribution. Do not look at social media as social media. My mom can look at it as social media. Us, us. If you if you even have an inkling of doing a podcast or creating content, it is a social media network. That is the actual name, social media network. This is your network. Use it as distribution and get creative with it. There's no excuse in today's modern world. Absolutely. And the the key, like you said earlier, is is that you we have all of this ability, but there's only a few people who will step out 
and do it. A, a big issue for some of my clients when I when I say you've got to be on video. If it's Facebook Live, if it's TikTok, Instagram, whatever, uh, if it's taking a podcast and turning it into a video podcast or a vodcast, I said you have to be on camera. And this terrifies them because, and especially women, because they're worried about how they look or how they come across or people were going to make fun of me, right? They're so worried about uh, what other people think. And I, 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 I try and tell them, I said, well, what's the, what's the goal in your business? If you're, if you're a coach, let's say, personal development coach or a life coach or a health coach. And they said, because I want to help people. And I say, well, all those people that you want to help and that you could be helping right now, they don't know you exist in your basement or in your you know, uh, bedroom turned office. They don't know that you exist. They don't know what it is that you do. It's your job to get out of the way and to communicate with them directly. And the best way to do that is by, well, I say picking up a microphone and going on on video. Um, creating a podcast is great. Great marketing. Absolutely. Very cost effective. But you have to get your message out there. And one of the best ways is through video because people can see you and feel you as opposed to reading a bunch of copy on a website, right? You're an actual human being that they can relate to. This is the thing. I'll go a little bit on uh, on the opposite, and I'll, I'll share a little bit about my story too. That um, twenty eighteen included three point two million views of my talk show. Uh, I was in New York with my, one of my show sponsors, and he was like, "Hey Joe, you know, uh, why don't you do one more show? What <laughs> hour a week? You know?" And I was like, "Well, buddy, are you going to pay me twice as much?" And he was like, "Well, no." And I was like, "Well, then why the hell would I work twice as much for uh, and to take a cut and pay?" You know. Um, so I started producing shows. Uh, I'll tell you, um, I did step out there and I did, um, I had blogs written about me that weren't super nice. I had, um, and I had friends like, uh, Angie Everhart, 90 supermodel. She had told me, you know, she'd gone through a lot of stuff too. And she was like, Joe, this is going to happen. And it's cause you're putting yourself out there. 20, uh, mid 2018, 2019. I stepped behind the camera and I stayed behind the camera and I stayed behind brands all the way until about four or five weeks ago, uh, four or five weeks ago, I, um, I launched the Joseph Hecker website and, um, and I, I was cool hanging behind brands. Um, to this day, if you look at my stuff, I don't step in front of the camera much. Um, I've got a lot of friends that are highly talking about visibility, visibility, um, I'm kind of leaning into what if your thing isn't being visible? Could you still put some photos up there? Could you still create content? Could you throw your voice on there instead of your face? Could you still deliver a message uh, without having to do all the TikToky silliness and all that stuff? Um, I did a little series uh, with TikTok, and it was the first thing I did on TikTok was I would go up to people, pointing the camera at them saying, excuse me, could you poorly explain what you do for a living? And they would say, <laughs> and then I would ask them, what is it that you actually do? So I had, um, uh, I'm going to blank on his name right now, but from the, the 
Nuggets, uh, Aaron, somebody. Um, I've had Kathy Ireland on there, Tamara Dare, the day from HGTV, all kinds of different people on there. Um, I'm not on camera. It's, it's me asking people what they do. Or, you know, can you poorly explain? Um, so I think you can be present and you can tell your story and you can even convey your values, uh, by using pictures that are, or other video with your voice. Your voice is very important though. Some, some aspect of you, they got to get something from you. If it's a bunch of still shots with quotes, I do a lot of those. I do those on Mondays. I send out uh, a bunch of quotes and so people can understand my values and, and the things that I've got. I also do, um, audio blogs where yeah, I was I... going to ask you about the audio blogs. This, that was pretty ingenious when I, when I saw that, explain that, uh, to our listeners and our viewers, what the audio blogs are. Yeah. So actually, and I'll, and I'll start with the results first. So this whole website is brand new five weeks. Um, it's short of five weeks. It'll be five weeks this Thursday. Um, and, uh, we're getting on average, the time on site is 22.53 minutes. You know, that your average time on site is usually less than two minutes. Yes. So what I did was, uh, I used chat GPT to write blog posts. Uh, then I took those blog posts. I brought them into speech which does text to speech. And I cut an intro. Hey guys, this is Joseph Hecker and you're listening to audio blogs where we feature blah, 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 blah. So they get to hear me and then it cuts to a robot voice and the robot voice reads the blog. And then it cuts back to me. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of audio blogs, blah, 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 blah. And then I close out the episode. And so those audio blogs, people are able to listen. Um, and if you think about it from a psychological standpoint, do I have time to read? Well, maybe not, but do I leave my apartment here in downtown Denver without an earbud in and a, and a podcast in my ear? I've got all these blogs that people can listen to. They just pop in an earbud and go simple. Okay. Question though, because this is the, and this was the question that came to my mind, um, because I'm a producer and a podcaster and a coach, uh, do you, is the only place that they can listen to those, the audio blogs by you, is it only on your website or do you have it as a podcast? I do not have it on a podcast. I am a stickler for driving people to my website. Yeah. Well, it's great. Uh, no, it's a great technique. It really is. Yeah. So I do put them on TikTok to get people out there, but I do cut them down. Um, and, and where they listen is on my website. Wow. That is really great because also you're driving, so you're driving them to your website. You're holding them for, not holding them hostage, but <laughs> you're you're captivating them for 20-something minutes, right? And yeah. so that also helps your SEO, I would think. Like it would help your Google, whatever, that the whole algorithm that is out there because you're right. When you look at the estimated uh, average uh, time spent on a website. It's enough to go uh, main page, look at the pictures. They go to the about section usually, right? To, to find out about you. Um, and then they're gone, right? Or they might check out your services and uh, and things like that. If you've got a video that plays, I, I try and do that um, on uh, quite a few of my pages is to have a, a video start playing. But 
20-something minutes is a long-ass time to have somebody on your website. It uh, and, and here's the other trip part of it. Um, there is not a big giant button when you land on the website that takes you to my audio blogs. You have to go to the blog. There is words with a headphone that says, would you want to, you want to listen to these? Or you have to click on the blog to see that you can listen to it. Um, and so this week I've had 933 site sessions, 555 unique visitors, 2,351 page views. My bounce rate is 52%, which isn't spectacular. Um, so yeah, these are my, my, uh, my numbers on a five week old website. My, five, uh, five weeks <laughs> and, yeah. and no, and no advertising or anything like that. No, no ad dollars at all. Brilliant. Oh, I, we got to talk. Um, <laughs> I'd love the, one of the, um, one of the things that you have on your, on your website when, and why I was like, also, um, I would, I have to have him on the show is, um, your, the phrase download downloads don't mean shit. <laughs> start earning Thanks. now. So can you, can you expand on that? Because so many people are like, oh, I don't have enough. I don't have a lot of downloads or like if you're trying to if you're starting out and you're trying to get traction and you're, let's say you're going after like a big guest or, you know, a, a, uh, a tall ask, the first question is how many downloads do you, do you have? Right. Can you talk about that? Because that is something that a lot of people worry about. I'll ask a simple question. When was the last time you downloaded a podcast? Downloaded? Yeah. And just by your response, I oh my god, right? Yeah, I don't. I, I if I'm uh, jumping on an airplane, I will download podcasts for the flight. That is the only time that I download a podcast. Otherwise, I just go to Spotify and I hit play. Play. Um. Right. So and and a lot of the and just recently, you're starting to see some of the play metrics, but that doesn't tell you. Like Facebook, at least tells you they played for three seconds or they pay, play for more than 30 seconds. They don't even give us those numbers on any of the, the, the statistics. You have to run it through other filters to try to get any quantitative, qualitative data. Um, so that download myth is a myth. And I just want to, I, I was just at um, Podcast Movement. We did a kickoff thing for, for the event that's coming up. And, and I'll tell you, I just want to shake people. Um, that is not the metric that I, I don't care about that metric. Uh, here's the trick to, to my podcasting. And I do uh, several different podcasts. I do the joining crowd business podcast. I do startup ecosystem, no stupid questions. I was doing the ops desk for the trade association. I just stepped down from, um, and then I also white level with a white label podcast for other companies. Um, here's the thing. And here's my trick. When I'm done with the episode, I take the audio, I throw it onto into a video. I add either add a moving logo so that you know people can see that it's a video, but they quickly learn not to stare at it. Uh, so they can listen to the podcast on anything. I send you an MP4 and an MP3 copy. I don't send you the Spotify link. That's only good for Spotify. It does me no good at all. And I'll tell you how this works. Uh, 
I, I did episode five of the Joining Crowd Business podcast. And I had this guy, Curtis Ingalls. He's the crapper king. He is the only guy in North America with the stomach for refurbishing used porta potties. And so I was strangely excited to have this guy <laughs> on because that just sounded gross. Yeah. And, you know, who doesn't like poopy jokes? So I thought this was going to be awesome. We cut the podcast. He'd never been on a podcast before. Uh, so it wasn't like he was, you know, known to be on podcasts and, and that whole thing. Cut the podcast. I sent him the episode. I threw it on my stuff. Um, now, the Joining Crowd Business podcast tracks back to my digital business card platform. Within seven days, I had 383 new podca- uh, porta potty related businesses sign up for my digital business card platform. So, do I care that anybody is listening on my Spotify? Those are my friends. I don't care. I gave him the video. He put that in front of his network. He diced it up and threw it on his Instagram and Reels and whatever, whatever he did with it. Whatever he did with it brought me 383 paying customers. Wow. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. I love that. So we have it all wrong. We've been, yeah, but I'll tell you, Christine, so much from how we were taught to do credit to, 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 to everything and just uh, the parenting tips and all this stuff. It was, it was all BS. The downloads, please people. Uh, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, if you have a podcast, monetize today. You do not need to wait. Screw downloads. They, they, that is not the metric. Um, figure out how to make your customer, your, your, your guest, the customer. And here's the trick. Give them a copy. Don't send them a link. Give them a copy. We're all content hookers at this point. We're, I, if you were to give me a copy of this, I'm going to dice it up and I'm going to, I'm going to pimp it out all over my social media. I become your marketer. And as long as you got the logo on there and as long as you got the, then people are going to wonder, oh, what's, what was Joe on? Oh, let me go check that out. And that's where you get the conversion. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. What, what are some, what are some other ways? So I have a feeling you have a plethora and we'll tease the audience. We're going to get a couple more tips on how to monetize, uh, or how to get revenue from your podcast. Um, and then we're going to send people to your website so they can listen to the audio blogs and they can get all your other uh, goodies because I don't want to give them too much. But um, what are what are some some other ways that you've uh, found creatively to generate that that revenue through through podcasting and through some of your live stuff that you've done? So this was something I learned uh, from my my sponsors. So uh, I led launched my show 2017. Um, the first sponsor to fly in with the check flew in with the check for $28,000. So I didn't jump in small. I cannonballed it. Um, um, now when I started producing, I started with selling ads and I thought that that was what we were doing. I thought we were selling ads. It was not selling ads. Uh, why people paid me was because I was hanging with people that they were not. Uh, I was hanging out with Angie Everhart and Kathy Ireland and Macklemore and um, um, Tay Diggs and just random people. The microphone, uh, my buddy Nick, he's a podcaster. Uh, he, Nick May, if you guys want to look up the Chase Lounge and the Painter's Brush. Uh, Nick calls it the podcast effect. Do not underestimate the podcast effect. Um, uh, and, and, and I'll 
describe the podcast effect. Let's say I were to call up um, Michelle Obama. Uh, say I was, I got two seconds of her time, and I called her, and I used that time to try to sell her on this thing. Hey, um, you know, here's this thing I've got to sell. She's probably gonna hang up right away. But I ask her if I ask her, would she want to be on a podcast? She might say, "What's the podcast about?" It's about whatever you want to talk about on my podcast, or it's about this specific thing. Well, that she might be interested in. That she might put over to her admin. Her admin would put that on her calendar. Uh, she's probably going to ask you how long it's going to take and, you know, that sort of thing. It's going to be on her calendar. She's going to get the reminder. She's going to be a little nervous that day. She's going to have to, oh, shoot, I got that podcast in 10 minutes, you know. Uh, once it's done, as long as it went easy, she's going to be like, hey, that was easy. She's going to wonder when it's going to come out. When you send her the copy, she's going to then share it. She's going to hear from a friend. Oh, hey, I heard uh, your podcast and you said this thing. You're top of mind, top of mind, top of mind, top of mind. That is the podcast effect. The fact that you're able to go on Instagram and hit up a celebrity or hit up a person you have no business talking to. It's because you've got that microphone that you're able to put your foot in the door. Now, salespeople and Pepsi Cola and major corporations, they can't do that. Calling a person and saying, hey, hitting them up on Instagram. Instagram's a great place to hit up celebrities. Hit them up. A lot of times they manage their own account uh, and ask them to be on your podcast. That is the podcast effect. And that is the value that you bring. Because how else are you putting that foot in the door? Absolutely love it. Absolutely. And it does, and and people, and you'd be surprised because so many people think, oh, that that person's too famous, or they they wouldn't be interested in, you know, you never know. Also, you never know who's listening to you. You know, I, way back in the day, way back in the day, um, there was this thing called America Online, and it was the thing. It was it. That was it. You had to listen to that horrible little, you know, before you got onto America Online, and then you heard that. You've got mail. Well, I wrote a column called The Daily Fix. And back in those days, AOL actually hired people in the industry that, you know, if it was a sports, if it was a sports section, these were sports writers. In the entertainment section, they were entertainment writers. And I wrote through a, a character, a cartoon character. Anyway, her name was Beatbox Betty. And she was like a head of hopper kind of cartoon, you know, completely drawn anatomically incorrect, but but she was very, very vampy and campy. And one day I was out uh, to dinner with my friend and sitting at a table, just a couple of tables away from me, was Lily Tomlin and at her time uh, at the time her partner, Jane Wagner. Jane is really the writer for, for Lily and they've been together forever. So I see them and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Lily Tomlin. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I have I have so much mad respect for her, right? And my friend's like, go over and say hi, introduce yourself. I said, I'm not gonna inter- I'm not gonna bother them during dinner. Are you kidding? They probably get people all the time, fans asking them for their autograph and no, no, no. And she's like, No, you really need to go over there because you love her. So I gathered up the courage and I walked over and I just and I'm like, Hi Jane, hi. Hi, Lily. I'm so sorry to bother you, but I just want to say I'm, I'm just such a huge fan, and I don't want to interrupt you. I just, I just want to say how amazing I think you are. 
And she looked up at me and she said, um, she said, oh, thank you. She says, and she goes, and who are you? And because I was writing the column and I didn't really want to say Christine Blasdale, I said, well, people call me Beatbox Betty. And she looked at Jane. They both looked at each other and they went, Beatbox Betty? And she said, we love you. And then Lily Thomas says, I think you're so funny. And I went, what are you talking? I thought I was being punked, pranked, whatever. And she said, no, we, we read your column. You're, you're hilarious. So you never know who's watching you, who's listening to you, right? You never, ever know. I didn't know that she read the column. I didn't think anybody did. There was, it was like in a vacuum. I didn't get much, uh, you know, feedback, but yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And especially when you have a podcast, when you have a platform and allowing somebody to talk about what they want to talk about, right? That's, that's powerful. That's really powerful. As much as they say that the space is saturated, it is not saturated yet. Um, I'm downtown Denver right now and I can just look out the window and there's mid rises and sky rises and right downtown and it's just there's so many people uh i may be one of the only podcasters i cite you know um it is again i go back to like please like if you if you've taken up the microphone at all there is a value in that do not wait for the downloads do not wait for the you don't know Who's interested in listening to what you're listening to uh, or what you're putting out there, but put it out there uh, and charge for that. Don't, don't, don't wait. You don't need to wait for anything. Um, there's, there's, um, again, go get somebody who's willing to let you say, you know, yeah, uh, uh, Bob's auto dealership down the street, whatever. It's a friend of yours. They're not paying anyhow. So, you know, put it on there. And then, um, and, and then put on your website, how much you charge for that. And then people can say, okay, now I see what I get for that. And that's all you need. Uh, then then go sell it, <laughs> call up people and hit them up, go pass them on LinkedIn, whatever you need to do, but go, go get your money. I love that. And you do, and you know what you do, you deserve to be paid. This is the same thing I say for coaching clients who are in spirituality and personal development as well is that you deserve to be paid um it's energy it's an exchange and i also believe that i don't believe in the scarcity mindset model of you know oh but there's not enough to go around baloney um think about also doing joint ventures join up with someone who you can compliment one superhero is great you know batman alone is awesome superman yeah cool but when you have the you know, the, the Marvel, the, the team that can come in together, the audience gets something so different than just you alone, right? So I, that's what I, I recommend. And I think these co-ventures that are, that are happening, I'm doing a lot now, I'm doing workshops and things, and I love it because I can give my genius, but there's other people that have their genius. And when you put those two together, woo, you create something so magical. Oh my gosh, I could talk it's to you funny. forever. Oh, yes. What? We do end up feeling like we're like we compete or we stay in our lane. Yeah. Uh and and I, I won't say 
I won't say the person's name. So uh, when I had those top design podcasters on, uh, one of the people I invited called me up beforehand and said, hey, so um, why would I do that? Like, you know, why would I, why would I be on a podcast with other podcasters? And, uh, um, and I said, oh, well, here. So uh, Luann was going to be on the podcast. So I was like, hey, well, pull up her Facebook. How many mutual friends do you guys have? And so he looked and he was like, oh, man, I only have 98. And I was like, okay, but her followers listen to her podcast on interior design. Your followers listen to your pod- podcast on interior design. <laughs> uh, why, why hasn't there been crossover? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I, I would have thought the number was bigger. We had a hundred thousand people tune in. Again, not my followers. I was I was brand new. I was nine weeks in, but it was because I was bringing people together. I feel like sometimes, and a lot of the times, like Joe Rogan, he brings all these people because you know, like people tune in to see who he's got next. Uh, I call it the Jimmy Fallon effect too. Jimmy Fallon, I don't even know what he does, you know, during the day. I, I think he's like a school teacher. He just lives on set. I don't know because. You never hear from him the rest of the time, but he seems to know everybody and you don't really tune in for Jimmy. You tune in for his guest, lean into the guest part of it. It it, it will help your numbers grow. Uh, Lean into that. You're, you've got people here locally, like that guy, um, uh, Curtis Angles, who was the crapper King, you know, he's, he is somebody in the Porto potty business and obviously people looked up to him and said, oh, hey, if Ed's doing, or if, um, if um, Curtis is doing that, then I'm going to sign up here too. You know, so you never know. You never know, but it is worth something. I love it. Oh my gosh. I, I could talk to you forever and you are welcome back anytime um, because I, I like that you think outside of the box as well, right? It, it's, it's refreshing to me that you... Um, have embraced this and you're helping others. And this is what I want to, because Joseph, my guest today, uh, Joseph Hecker, he is a business strategist and advisor. And if any of this resonated with you, if you're thinking about creating a podcast, um, well, work with both uh, Joseph and myself, right? Um, I can help you getting it all set up, technically, whatever you want to do, work with you on your voice, but then talking about getting it monetized and bringing in revenue, Joseph is the the person that you want to talk to. So I'm going to put in the show notes the link that you can uh, visit Joseph and and get his audio blog as well. It's josephhecker.com. Don't worry about the spelling because it's going to be a link in the show notes. You can just click on that and check it out. And yeah, and you're welcome back anytime, Joseph. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we can talk about uh, a chat GPT. Uh, I have in the last week and a half produced nine books. Uh, I just got word right before the show that my ninth book is now uh, available on Amazon, both Kindle and paperback. So I'm I'm on a mission to write a hundred books using Ch- uh, ChatGPT and get them published on Amazon. Oh, we're definitely having you back for that. <laughs> ah. I love ChatGPT. I call him Charlie. He's <laughs> my personal assistant is Charlie. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, can you come? Will you come back and talk about that ChatGPT? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? No. Okay. I, 
because I just did a talk on it and I've got a bunch of talks lined up, but, uh, again, 99.99999% of people are just going to be consumers. This is a wide open lane to be a person who monetizes using it. So get out there, use it. Um, in a week and a half, I'm already monetized. I've got several different, uh, monetize, uh, monetization strategies, revenue streams off of chat GPT and, uh, and passive income streams. I've got things where I've got, uh, prompts that people can purchase. And, uh, cause I just don't think that people are that creative and, and they need some help connecting the dots. So there's a bunch of different ways to monetize it. Let's definitely pick up a, an episode on that alone. All right. All right. There's so much there. Yeah. And if you ever want to do a little co-venture, let me know too, Joseph. I think we'd have fun. I don't have a beard. I don't have the beard yet, but you know, I think we. Oh, I don't either. So people (laughs) mistake this for, for you guys who are are listening, you'll have to see a picture or go to the website, but this might look like a beard. This is not a beard. Uh, This is lack of shaving. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like it. I like it. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Joseph. And I want to thank you. Wonderful uh, listeners for tuning in again and viewers on YouTube. If you like this show and it resonates with you, make sure you share it with others. You can like, subscribe, share all that good stuff on your preferred platform. But if you want to stay in the know and you want to get more information about this podcast, you can go to outoftheboxwithchristine.com. If you want more information about me, go to christineblasdale.com. And Joseph, we're going to have the link as well for josephhecker.com. That's all in the show notes. Check out those links. And, um, and don't sit on this. This is the other thing. People procrastinate. Don't sit on this. If you got excited about what Joseph was talking about, then take action because nothing's going to happen until you take action. So check out the website, check out what he's doing and get more inspiration and motivation. All right. As I always say at the end of the show, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now.